I've got the dawn's early light. I've got, as Homer Simpson put it, America's wang. Welcome to Date Fight. It's the podcast where we take great moments that occurred on this day in history and we pitch them against each other. Yes, we do. He's Jake Yap. I'm Nat Tapley. And together we have selected two cheeses from the fridge of history and are comparing their odours to see which is most entertaining. Nat, that's not cheese. That's not cheese. Uh, Why was it in the fridge? That's got to go to the hospital. (laughs) This is special Date Fight Light, uh, where until March the 8th we are giving you slimmed down, teeny tiny tasters for Date Fight, uh, because otherwise we'll go mad. I'm going to take you. We, we should we should call it um, date fight play. That's what they do with mobile phones that aren't as good as the the full one. Oh really? Uh, yeah, they call them something like that. I'm not sure it is. It, it might be better. This shorter. They go. I it like might it be. when you do less. You know what? We'll take a steer. If if you have an opinion either way, yeah. do let us know. It's at date underscore fight on Twitter or at Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash date fight. Do let us know if you'd like to hear less from us. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to take you to the 3rd of March, 1845, when Florida becomes the 27th state in the United States of America. Florida was originally discovered by Juan Ponce de Leon, um, who named it Florida, which means flowery in Spanish. (laughs) Florid. Uh, It's one of only two states with a tropical climate. I was going to make up a long list of not true facts about Florida, Mm. but fortunately, Floridian news is so crazy, you don't have to. Florida (laughs) man is such a byword for crazy news stories that there is a meme in which you search for your own birthday and the words Florida man in Google and then just list what comes up. So my birthday has Florida man arrested after punching ATM for giving him too much money. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the other one the ones for today are uh, i found three of these from last year for today okay so there's march the third um, florida man who allegedly threatened family with cold play lyrics ends standoff after swap team promises him pizza <laughs> can you guess what cold play lyrics he was threatening his family with fix you it was fix you it's lights will guide you home and ignite your bones and i will try to fix you but he said them in quite a creepy way apparently yeah i can see how that could be far quite badly yeah when you get to ignite your ignite your bones and i'll fix you um florida man that was a very authentic floridian accent by the way (laughs) florida man sentenced to 10 days for dragging shark behind boat uh florida man asks for law enforcement then bites deputy's wrist that all all happened on march the 3rd 2019 and there have been many theories as to why florida seems to generate such a wealth of crazy stories about itself um possibly most important is the fact that it has particularly open access to public records so the moment a crime is recorded its journalists are able to report about it so essentially it's an administrative quirk, which means that it's easier to find stories about Florida than anywhere else. But also, they're going to have crocodiles in, so and alligators. Brilliant. So, yeah, that's Florida. <clears throat> it's crazy. I feel like that's. Oh, it's also the state which has least provision for mental health, so that might also. That's uh, maybe a factor. <laughs> oh boy. <Yeah. laughs> I'm going to take you to the third of March, 1931, Ooh. and. The national anthem of the United States is formally adopted. Mm. The star-spongled binner. It's uh, from a poem Mm. called The Defence of Fort McHenry, which is actually McHenry. Mm -hmm. Uh, This had been written uh, a long time before, September the 14th, 1814. Uh, An amateur poet 
saw the bombardment of Fort McHenry by British ships mm-hmm. in Baltimore Harbour. Yeah. And uh, he saw there was a flag flying atop the fort with 15 stars and 15 stripes, yeah. known as the Star-Spangled Banner. And he was like, oh, I think I'll write a poem about that. <laughs> so uh, he did on the back of... People did tend to do that in the 19th century. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, instead of vlogging, they used to just write poems. Yeah. And uh, it's a notoriously difficult song to sing if you're not a professional singer because it's got a lot of uh, notes in it. There's, well, there's, there's like... <laughs> It's got like four or five. It's different got ones. well. You've got. I think it's an octave and a half or something. It's 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 quite a lot yeah, of. Yeah, it's a you need a decent yeah, range. So, um, a humorist called Richard Armour uh, referred to the song's difficulty uh, in his book. It all started with Columbus. He said, "In an attempt to take Baltimore, they, I'm trying to do that. You remember we did that ages ago. The American historical ha ha accent. Oh yeah. In yeah. an attempt to take <laughs> yes. Baltimore, the British attacked Fort McHenry, which protected the harbour. Bombs mm. were soon bursting in the air. Rockets were glaring, and all in all, it was a moment of great historical interest. During the bombardment, a young lawyer named Francis Off Key. That's a funny joke there because Francis Scott Key yeah yeah yeah, good gag good gag wrote the star-spangled banner and when by the dawn's early light the British heard it sung they fled in terror uh and it was set to a piece of music called to Anacreon in heaven it was actually uh the theme tune for a men's social club in London the Anacreontic Society I was hoping you were going to say it was a theme tune to Golden Girls or something yes it was yeah Golden Girls of course (laughs) ran from 1741 I think to 1999. Yeah. That's why Estelle Getty looked so old by the 80s. Yeah, yeah. But actually, actually really good. Um, yeah. it was Beth, Betty White was in it all the way through. That's right. Uh, before then, there'd been sort of unofficial anthems. They didn't know what to sing. So uh, one of the most popular ones that they did at official functions was My Country Tis of Thee, which they would sing mm. to the same theme tune as God Save the Queen, which I can't imagine went down particularly well. No. No. I mean, at least they have so, a new tune. Presumably God Save the King at yeah. that point as well. Mm. Like, it's not hard to honk one out. In those days, yeah. hardly any tunes have been written for Flip's sake. <laughs> we do forfeit songs every blooming week. <laughs> and there and there aren't any tunes left. They've all been done. No. <laughs> as you can tell by the fact that I reuse the same one every time. <laughs> okay, let's have a birthday. Yes, let's do the birthday. Happy birthday to Fatima Whitbread, the javelinist, javeliner... Javelin person. Javelinial. (laughs) Who won the European Championships in 1986, the World Championships in 1987, and came second in the Olympics in 1988. Uh, She often competed with Tessa Sanderson, who was slightly better than her, (laughs) and she got gold at the Olympics, you see. Wow. And she sits there. She's achieved so much. She's done total wipeout. Celebrity come dine with me. Who wants to be the millionaire this morning? Celebrity the cube. And I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Wow. I mean that you get a knighthood just for that, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, I think so. She's covered all the bases. The only thing she hasn't done is the ice dancing one. Oh yeah, I don't fancy that. That looks very much like yeah fatality yeah. territory to me. Yeah, I'll do the dancing, but not the ice dancing. Yeah, that's that's idiotic. How can we make this? Do they still do the jump? Harder and dangerouser. I don't know if they do the jump. I quite enjoyed the jump. It was so rubbish. The jump was so bad. If if you didn't see it, it was it was celebrities trying to do a ski jump. <laughs> and as you can imagine, ski it was as pitiful as you'd think. They do like yeah, because ski jumping is really difficult. Four meters and dangerous. <laughs> And they'd ship them all out to Austria. It's like from a standing start, you could you <laughs> yeah. could jump further. 
They still managed to break some bones there, didn't they? Who was it? Yes, there was. I think there was one year where it, on three consecutive days they managed to lose celebrity by breaking legs or ankles. Brilliant. Um, and no, still they kept broadcasting, going, "No, this will work." Fourth time the charm. Come on. Yeah. Celebrity. Down you go, down that hill, <laughs> Vernon K. <Kay>, come on. <laughs> They should do, you know, why not do more of that? You know, celebrity human cannonball, celebrity, whatever. Yeah, anyway. celebrity lion taming. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I've got a death for oh, you. Dear. I've got a sad one, this one, uh, but a life worth celebrating. Ivor Cutler. Oh, yeah. Uh, in 2006, he yep. was a Scottish poet, singer, musician, songwriter, comedian, and... Uh, harmonium user. Very much a harmonium user. Uh, he did sessions for John Peel. Did he? And... Yeah, he did. And he's done quite a lot of stuff on the radio. But what I didn't know was that he was in the Beatles' Magical Mystery Tour film yes. in 1967. Mm. You knew that. You knew you knew all that. Oh, you're is very a- practised at going, yes, you know, <laughs> yes, yes, I knew that, Jake. Let's move yes, on. Jake, you Jesus. have any facts to give new yes, facts? Yes, Jake. Wow, anything new to bring to the table, Jake? Oh, Just the same oh, old, I would say, the bus the conductor in the... Again? Yeah. Yes, it's me. I'm the historian. You're the amateur with absolutely nothing stored in your head. Let's press on. Bye, see you tomorrow, everyone. Okay, bye. (laughs)